Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your main, main, man, your main man. I do a barber back with another Beyond the Chair podcast. It's Wednesday. You know what time it is. It's going down. We're about to discuss any and everything barbering. So if you guys know, of course, I missed last week. I didn't podcast last week. However, if I'm going to come back or take a week off, you know I've got to come back with a good podcast. So this is going to be a good one. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of interesting topics. This might be a wake-up call for some of you. If not, you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride. But um, a lot has happened within the last couple of weeks within barbering and everything else. <clears throat> if you have been paying attention, we saw Cali. They shut back down, you know, some places. And this was something that was on the on my radar. I was looking at places because I'm here in Texas and a lot of the barber shops were really not in. Let's not even touch talk about barbering. Let's just talk about the coronavirus in general as far as Texas. Um, the cases have been like out of control, a lot of uncertainty on like what the hell is going to happen here in Texas. And I honestly thought Texas was going to shut back down. Look, still a possibility because school, they pushed the in-school start date back to September. And who knows? They might come August 1st, shut Texas, Texas back down. I don't know. And honestly, I don't really keep up with all the cases. But in Cali, I heard they got shut back down. Kind of sucks, and I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of barbers, like, now, if you guys know, like, I haven't been posting a lot of haircut tutorials, and I'll explain that in a future video. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think that stuff's all that important. Posting haircut tutorials right now, I don't think that's all that important right now. Like, you guys don't need to learn how to cut hair. You guys need to learn how to make some money. You guys need to learn how to save some money, how to invest money, how to develop yourself right now. Like these are perfect times right now. <clears throat> if this is your first time going through, <laughs> if this is your first, oh my goodness, I, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys something because I just got a DM on Instagram. I'm gonna show you guys this later in in the podcast. Oh my goodness, talk about like scammers. I got this person trying to scam me out of some money. I'm gonna show you the DMs later. Cause this is gonna be hilarious. Just just a little little taste for you guys. <laughs> so how ironic, right? This person DM me. I should probably just go in on it right now. But let me get through some just basic stuff. So <clears throat> so a lot of the stuff that I was trying to tell you guys is you know, and if you guys have been paying attention to the videos, I hope, which probably not, which is why the title of this video suggests why the hell a barber so stupid. Now, a lot of the videos that I've been doing, these have not gotten a lot of traction compared to some of the other videos that I do. Rightfully so, because most people don't come here for that. But I felt that it's very important that you guys know this stuff in a time like this. And I'm just like, come on now. Hopefully the first shutdown was a wake up call because a lot of people were broke. A lot of people were complaining. A lot of people were like, oh, I don't have money. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, then those people in Cali, they're shut down again. Now, if you opened up and you were busy and you made some money, I hope you're going into this little second shutdown the right way. Now, of course, there's going to be some knuckleheads. Now, for most most of you probably don't remember the 08 housing crisis and the crash and all that stuff that happened back then. Most of you guys weren't adults back then. I was. I, I would think I was like 28 29. Um, I do remember this. And I told myself, man, if I ever see another recession, I'm going to try and make sure 
that I am ready. I'm going to make sure that I'm ready the next time a recession happens, a crash happens, like whatever, just so I can have an opportunity to help myself get rich and blah, 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 make some money, build my net worth, blah, blah, blah. And if you guys don't know, during times like this, this is where people get rich. This is where the rich get rich. And this is where people, ordinary people, get rich during times like this. During times like coronavirus, there have been plenty of people that have made millions of dollars and people that are going to go on and make millions of dollars, just like the housing crisis. A lot of houses were up for sale. People use that as an opportunity to get into real estate because the barrier of entry was really low. You can buy houses way below market value. Same thing with the stock market back then. Stock prices were super cheap back in the day. If you just go back and look at old stock charts from 12 years ago, yeah, about 10, 12 years ago, it will blow your mind, some of these companies, the prices that they dropped down to because of what happened in a way. You'll be like, oh my goodness. I wish I could have gotten in at some of those prices. Now, you know, after all that stuff happened, like around 2012, 13, 14, 15, I started seeing the prices of stuff. And I, I mean, even 2010, I saw prices of real estate where I was in Florida. It was like dirt cheap, like, like dirt cheap. And I was just like, wow, I, I missed out, you know, because those housing prices have doubled in that 10 year or really less than 10 years. About, I think like it took about seven years for a lot of those prices to double. And this, these are the things I want you guys taking advantage of during a time like this. Now, we don't, there's a little uncertainty on real estate right now. There's still some deals in the stock market right now. But if you talk about real estate, I think there will be some opportunities in the future, whether it's now, whether it's two years from now. Prepare yourself, guys. Use this, use this as an opportunity to use this as a come up. So start educating yourself. When you were in quarantine, the first quarantine, for all of those barbers that are shut back down again, you should have used that opportunity to level up, to get your mind right, to start studying, taking in good information about investing strategies and investing in general. Did you do this? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you, right? I'm not gonna be like, hey, I want you to ask, answer that question to yourself. Answer that question to yourself. Did you do the proper research? Did you level up? I want to know. I want to know. Oh, shout out to everyone that's watching. I didn't even look at the comments. Uh, what's up, uh, Eddie, Mr. Eddie Barber? Like, I know out there in Florida, they're out there booming because Florida just don't give a damn. I mean, let's just be honest. But not every barber shop that opened from the quarantine has been busy. I've talked to barbers here and look. Uh, in Texas, a lot of them say it, it's not the same. Some barbers say they have been, they, they've never been busier, right? They, they've never been busier. Now that's good for them, right? But that's not the case for everyone. You know, some people are struggling. See, Eddie says biz is booming. But again, consider yourself lucky because that is not the case for everyone. Um, you know, there's some people, and, and it makes sense why business is not booming. Uh, the barbershop is no different than what's going on in the economy or other businesses that are affected by uh, the shutdown. You know, some people, they're not that comfortable going back to a barbershop, rightfully so. I st I, I, I'm still like, I kid you not, there's still people that have not come back to the barbershop. And it just is what it is, you know. So, you know, this is one of those things, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I really... It's just one of those things, guys. Like, you just got to roll with the punches. But here's one thing I want to talk about. 
before we start getting into this, um, oh my goodness, uh, one of the reasons barbers are so stupid, I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I want your honest answer, because this is something that it's always been on my mind, it's always been on my mind, and um, geez, look, look, this cat's just trying to be all up in the video, you see this? wants to be all up in the video but anywho answer this question in the comments is being a booked barber good or bad i want to know this i'm curious your perspective now i'm going to tell you the truth from a few things now in my opinion being a booked barber now when i when i say booked look this cat look look watch you're going to see a tail cross in front of the thing Get out of here. Jesus, cat's ridiculous. Um, check this out. Being a good uh, booked barber, I'm going to be honest with you, in my case, would be a bad thing. Now, let me explain. Now, I'm going to first, let me just give you the good. Being a booked barber from the good sense means you're going to make money, right? being booked you make money that means you're gonna guarantee to make money being a booked barber that means you're gonna make money that's one of the good things being a booked barber means look this cat again like get out of here um this means that you're in demand hey a lot of people they want they want to feel wanted it's good to be wanted being good being a book barber okay cool uh another reason but being a book barber can be good you get to raise your prices because, hey, you're in demand, you know, supply and demand. There's only one you, so you can only do so much physically. So in that case, it's a good thing, right? Let's talk about the bad of being a good uh, booked barber because I always hear barbers say this like, oh, I want to be booked. Oh, I, you know, I got a full book or, oh, I'm booked out two weeks in advance or whatever. Barbers, let's not be stupid. Here's what you need to do. Take control of your career and actually be booked the right way. Now, let's say you're young, say you're 20, 21, you don't have a wife, kids, like no girlfriends, like nothing. You don't, you don't really have a life and you cutting hair is just your thing. You do it day and night. Like you can be in the shop to, to 12 at night and you can cut hair seven days a week and, you know, just kill yourself cutting hair, right? Because you love it so much. <laughs> but here's the bad. Here's the bad part about being a book barber. Being a book barber, you don't have a lot of room for error. What do I mean by that? When you're a booked barber, let's say you sprain your ankle or let's say you break your leg, right? And you being the book barber, you got to go to the hospital. You got to go to the, to the emergency room. You might be out for a while because you're a booked barber. Some of your clients are not going to have that. Granted, probably the majority of your clients will wait for you, but some of them aren't having that. They're like, hey, I need to get my hair cut now, ASAP, okay? So what they're going to do is they're probably going to get their hair cut by somebody else. Now, hopefully they come back to you, but then I'm 
pretty sure because I know how this works. They're not all going to come back. Okay. Let's not be delusional here. They're not all going to come back. This cat is crazy. Like she's all into everything. She's all in the built-ins over there. Jeez, what's wrong with this cat? Okay. So that right there is the reason why being a book barber is bad. Here's another reason being a book barber is bad. Let's say you do have kids, right? Let's say, let's not even add the girlfriend or the wife in there. Let's just say you do have kids. Let's say all of a sudden your kid gets sick at school. Now you got to pick your kids up from school, right? Either your girlfriend or wife can't do it, or let's say you're a single parent and you can't, you don't have anyone to pick them up. You have to do it. So at the drop of a hat, you have to cancel all your appointments to go get your kid. Now, granted, this is very important, right? The kids are the number one priority, right? Should be. Some clients will understand, shouldn't they? Yeah. Granted, there are the select few that won't. And I'm going to kid, I kid you not, guys, like these clients don't care about you. I I just want you guys to get that through your thick heads. These clients do not care about you as much as you might think. Now, when I say these clients don't care about you, I don't mean all of them. There are a few that don't care. Now, I've gotten customers because their prior barber had to cancel their appointment for some, for just some, whatever reason, right? Now, let's say that reason was, hey, they got to go pay the, pick up their kids. And the client gets frustrated that, man, dude, like he just canceled my appointment. Or, man, I, I, I showed up and he was like, yeah, I, I can't do this. I got to blah, blah, blah. Now, let's say that's compounded with other factors, right? Let, let's say maybe you know, you know showed on appointment for them before. Then maybe something else happened before, right? Maybe let's say you still got the hair, but let's say you were running late 30 minutes for the appointment. Then the third time you actually had to go take care of your child, right? Because, hey, they got sick at school and you got to go get them. You got to cancel your appointments. So they're like, man, this is the third time. Screw this guy. I'm out of here, right? Being a book barber is not good. Oh, I'll see you later, Bubba King. Shout out to everyone that's in the comments uh, watching. Shout out to Eddie if he's still in the building. So being a, a booked barber in that scenario is bad. Okay, because when you're a booked barber, I'm going to be honest with you. There is very little room for error when you're booked. When your book is full, and by the way, guys, smash the like button if, if you're in the building. If you are a booked barber, you do not have a lot of room for error because if you're booked and you guys can vouch for this for any barbers out there that are booked, you know, if one person is, let's say, 5, 10, 15 minutes late, it can throw off the entire schedule. You know this, right? Let's say something weird happens. It's going to throw off the entire schedule. Let's say another scenario happens. Your car breaks down. You show up to work late or whatever. It's going to throw off your entire schedule. Being a booked barber is not as appealing as it might seem. Now, here's a um Here's one thing I'm going to tell you with being a booked barber. Another reason with being a booked barber that sucks. Being being a booked barber. When you're a booked barber, 
and look, I want to explain this to you guys. This is why I try and tell you guys to be organized, have your shit together, don't play around, and treat your business like business. Because this is why people can hate being a book barber. That is because you do not organize your day properly. You don't organize yourself. You don't plan properly. What do I mean by that? If you're a procrastinator, being a booked barber is not for you. If you love to procrastinate, put things off, you know, you're very lazy in your personal life, being a booked barber is not for you. What do I mean by that? Now, let's say you have responsibilities. Outside, let's just exclude the kids. Let's say you have a wife and you have a home, you have a lot of things going on in your personal life. Let's say you have things around the house that you need to do. Being a booked barber is not good because you can't take care of these things around the house. You can't take you can't take care of things in your personal life. These things are going to have to be on hold because hey, you're a booked barber. Now look, Hopefully you have a spouse that can pick up the slack here or there. But if these responsibilities are on you and you don't organize yourself properly, being a booked barber is not good. Yes, the money is good because, hey, you can cut hair all day. Hey, you can make money every week. But, hey, you forgot to do this. You forgot to take care of this little uh, piece of accounting. Uh, you forgot to do this little project around the house. You forgot to do this is not good when you're a book barber. And this is why you need to organize yourself. This is why I'm such an advocate for barbers raising their prices. This is why I'm such an advocate on barbers working smarter, not harder, not trying to kill yourself, be in the barbershop to midnight, 10 o'clock at night, every single day. Think about this. Most barbershops are opening open during working hours. So therefore that means you can't get a lot done. Unless you take a break, which smart barbers do this throughout the day, they'll block a part of their schedule off where they can take a break, where they can maybe roll off to the bank. They can go get a bite to eat. They can go maybe take care of something personal, whatever, or even just take a day or two off during the week. It's all about being, it's all about being smart in the way you work and organizing your day where you can maximize your time all the time, working efficiently. Just because you're working six or seven days a week and you're cutting hair, think about your schedule. Be smart, guys. Let's be smart because this is why barbers are stupid. And this is why I'm getting rid of one of my days in the fall because I looked at my book and I looked at the amount of haircuts that I was doing and I was telling myself, I can do the amount of work that I'm doing in these amount of days. I could do this amount of work in less days. So what does that mean? I get to maximize the fewer days that I'll be there and I get an extra day off to do whatever and be more productive. Maybe I can use this time to shoot YouTube videos. Maybe I can use this time to edit videos. Maybe I could use this time to work on some of my other side hustles, things like this. Maximizing your time, working efficiently. A lot of people fall into this trap where they get caught in the grind and they're just like, oh, I'm grinding. Oh, I'm grinding. Just because you're there, just because you're there doesn't mean that you're grinding. Just because you're there doesn't mean that you're making money. You're just there. When you're there, you want to be there making money. That's the whole idea. That's the whole reason why you are there. So you can make money some way, somehow. So you can at least be productive. This is the whole purpose.
behind being there. You don't want to be there just to hang out and have goofy conversation at the barbershop. This is stupid. Okay, as much as people like, you know, barbershop conversation and blah, 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 this stuff is stupid at the end of the day. This is why I'm going to be honest with you. If you ever come to my barbershop, I don't really engage in silly barbershop conversation. A lot of times I'm just by myself uh, back in um, my suite. I have a suite within a barbershop. You guys didn't know. Okay? Uh, this is, I, I'm back there and I'm taking care of stuff, uh, whether I'm strategizing, whether I'm on my computer doing something, whether I'm looking at my stocks, maybe trying to make some moves, which I have been strategizing uh, yesterday. So I got a nice little strategy for the upcoming weeks for my uh, stock investing. And also, Justin Melinda, shout out to him. He just mentioned something that I haven't mentioned. You want to have a life outside of the barbershop, especially if you have kids. And I'm going to warn you guys. I'm going to tell you guys something. This is another reason. And this isn't just barbers. This is just, like, people in general. People sacrifice money for their happiness. Money is not going to make you. Okay, let me be clear. Money will make you happy temporarily, but it will not truly fulfill you. Okay, money is like a masking agent, right? Like you take some steroids and then, you know, you take this little uh, you take this little primer drug. That's the masking agent. Then, you you know, money is just like a masking agent. It will temporarily make you have fun. But once the fun is over, once that little high is over, then you're back to normal. So it's like once the money runs out, your fun is only going to last as long as the money will. So. Remember that you want to have a life outside of the barbershop. If you're trying to work seven days a week and let's say you work, uh, let's say you work from nine to seven. What kind of life do you think you're going to have? One, I hope all of your bills are on auto pay. (laughs) I really do. Uh, I hope your bank is nearby because when or or you only take credit payments or electronic payments. Because you're not going to have a lot of time to go to the banks. The banks are going to be closed once you get to the shop. The banks are going to be closed before you go to the shop. These are things you need to be careful of. If you have children, be very wary of how you spend your time. Because, yes, making this money is great. Yes, being in the barbershop and cutting it up is great. You, you know, you're, you're having your three to five, six, seven hundred dollar days, whatever. But is that what what cost is that? Is that going to be a, at a cost later where your kids hate you while you're while they're in high school where, you know, you got to pay for therapy and you don't have a good relationship with your kids? This should have been a wake up call during the quarantine because a lot of people got a, got a lot of time to spend with their loved ones, their kids. I hope this is a wake up call. Don't just go back to doing what you were doing previously. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, let, let me just, you know, fall right back into the same old, same old. You should have used this time wisely. You should have used this time to start doing things differently. Look at some of the things in your life that you can say to yourself, hmm, yeah, probably should change that. Yeah, okay. Now, let me go on to, let me transition from is being a, good bar, or a booked barber a good thing? I think we pretty much covered this, okay? Let me talk about this, okay? This is an interesting one. I've noticed, what comp- what company is that? Is that Gamma? I think Gamma, right? They have these new clippers out, like the Ergo or something. This is interesting. 
I've noticed, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not on Instagram a ton. If you guys probably know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I don't post a lot, which I actually did post this week. So for those of you like this is my first post on Instagram, probably in like five months. Uh, but I did post something. I actually got a bunch of gloves. So if you cut with gloves, go check out my latest Instagram post. I put uh, a link in that to where you can get some gloves. That's if they still have them. I'm going to be honest. The first time I posted it in my story, they sold out, right? And then this time I posted it and I checked later and some of the sizes or the options were sold out already. So get it, while, like I said in the post, get it while they're getting this good. But a lot of people have been posting stuff or reviewing this Gamma Ergo. Now, during this quarantine, I had a wake-up call. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. And shout out to everyone who's watching. Smash the like button if you're in the building, if you're feeling it. Share it, you know, if you've, you know, with other barbers. You know, let's have a good conversation, good discussion. You know, you guys can ask questions a little bit later. Hold off on the questions. We'll get there. But... I've noticed a lot of barbers have been posting this gamma clippers and, you know, reviews of this and that. I had a wake up call during the quarantine. That wake up call was this. And I talked about this in a prior podcast where I showed you guys how much money I made from Amazon affiliates. Now, if you guys didn't know, I'm an Amazon affiliate in the link of in the description of every video that I do here on YouTube. There's links to Amazon. There, those are affiliate links. If you buy these uh, products, like if you, let's say, a product review or a haircut tutorial, I get a commission of whatever you buy. Now, there's also a shop Amazon link. Like if you just get, just be curious, look in the description of this video. You'll see, uh, you'll see it'll say shop Amazon and there'll be a link. If you use that link, I get a commission of whatever you buy on Amazon. You could buy roses, you could buy tires, oil, paint, whatever you want. I get a commission. So you can copy and paste that, put it in the notes of your phone, whatever. That helps me out in the channel. Now, I say all that to say this. During the quarantine, I noticed, wow, I made a lot of money this month through Amazon affiliates. So much money, in fact, that I made more, I made more money in June from Amazon affiliates then I did all of 2019. That was a wake up call. Now, let's talk about Gamma, okay? Now, a lot of barbers do this, but I'm actually curious, how many of these barbers are being paid by Gamma? You might, be, you might ask like, why, why do you care? This is why I care. Because I think people should get paid for helping all these companies out. I think these companies are taking advantage of barbers because a lot of barbers are just happy to be here, right? They're just happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to get a free product. Hey, you could just talk, feed me scraps, right? Let's, let's just be honest. Let's say a clipper costs a hundred dollars. How much, how much money did that cost the company? To manufacture how, how much I, I don't know you, you guys can speculate in your head but not a hundred dollars that's for damn sure so when i see barbers like reviewing these products and promoting these products it makes me wonder i are they getting paid not for the fact that i'm just curious if they're getting paid i'm curious to know and really hope that they are getting paid for this because I'm not going to sit here and promote your product just because you sent it to me for free and like, Oh, it's all love. 
No, it's all business. So if it's business, you need to pay me because let's just be honest. Let's say I promote a Gamma Clipper. And I'm sorry I got to keep using Gamma, but you can just insert Gamma with Andis or Wall or what, who else, Babelist, whatever, Clipper company. It doesn't matter. If you just send me the Clipper for free, I do a review. Let's say the the review gets like 100,000 views or 20,000 views. Obviously, there's going to be some click through, right? People are going to click on and, and buy this product. Reason why do I know this? Because people purchase things through my Amazon affiliate links. I can actually see the stuff that people buy. And I showed you guys this, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago in the podcast. I showed you all the stuff that people were buying through my Amazon affiliate. I showed you all the money, all the transactions and everything, which means people are using it, which means this company makes money some way, somehow, right? Whether they use your link or whether they just get it straight from the source or maybe they get it from their local uh, supplier, whatever, the company is making money. Now, think about this from the company's perspective. They're like, hey, we got this little thirsty barber over here. Hey, look, we we paid a, a very cheap price to make these clippers. Let's just send a few out to some barbers for free and say, hey, would you make a would you make a, a product review? And then sometimes what these companies will say, hey, can you just make sure you don't say anything negative? Some companies do this, but I, I don't know if this is the case with Gamma, but just saying they do this and then they make a lot of money off of this. Very cheap way to market and promote. Now, here's the thing. Some people may agree. Some people don't, right? Some people aren't thinking like this. Now, at the end of the day, I know nothing will change. Maybe like one or two of you will be like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Like maybe, like, yeah, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to be promoting these killer companies for free. But there's the vast majority of people that won't change, that will just be thirsty and happy to be fed scraps because, it's just like the idea of, and like I say, I'm an advocate for barbers raising their haircut prices and really charging what they're worth and getting what they're worth. There will always be the few rogue people out there that's like, oh man, hey, let's just undercut them. Let's just charge $15 for haircuts. Let's charge $10 for haircuts and then we gonna get all the clients and then we'll just raise our haircut prices up and, and you're still gonna be below everyone else doing this. So there's always the barber that's going to be thirsty or just happy enough just to get something for free. Guys, look, don't just be so happy to get something for free, right? I know a lot of barbers are just curious. They're like, ooh, it gets a new clipper. Let me try it. Ooh, oh, it was free. My thing is this. I'm looking at what are you getting out of it, the company? Now, there's a difference between you having a good working relationship with the company already, right? Let's say you have a good working relationship with the company, let's say they give you exclusive stuff and, you know, it's a good relationship. But if you're just a random barber and they're like, hey, hey, uh, can you in case of point, look, I got an email from I forgot which Clipper company it was, but they were like, hey, can you uh, we'll send you this, you know, if you review it and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, uh, how much, you know? I'm just going to be honest. I'm like, how much these, they've got the money. Okay. Gustavo, what's up? They've got the money guys. So be about your business. And you know, the bad part about that is as much as you want to be about your business, 
they'll probably find someone else that'll do it for cheap. That's the saddest part about it. They'll probably find someone else out there that'll do it for free. That'll be so happy to just get a clipper sent to them for free. And they don't have to pay this person nothing. Now, look, whether they, they pay you, let's say they pay you $1,000, right? Like, hey, can you promote this product? We'll pay you $1,000. Because let's say you have a big platform, especially if you have a big platform where you can reach a lot of people and influence a lot of people. That's why they're using you. Do you not understand? That's why they're using you because you have a good platform. You have the influence. Do you not understand? So you need to get paid for your influence. There's no point for you to sit here and promote all these products for free for these companies without getting anything in return. They have the money. Trust me, these companies have the money. And I want to talk about this which is why barbers are so stupid. Now, this isn't, this isn't just barbers. This, go, this applies to everyone. So people, please, if you're in this situation and this applies to you, shame on you, get your act together. Listen, I just talked about influence because these companies know you have influence, just like people on Instagram where they get paid to do a post with a product. Like you might... Who knows? You may not even work out. Maybe you just spray yourself with a bunch of water and you put some workout clothes on and then you're holding an energy drink like this. You didn't work out. You just sprayed yourself down with water, right? And you're just doing this. You could do a post. Maybe you get paid $1,000. Maybe you get paid $2,000, $5,000 just for a post because you have influence, because you have reach. This is marketing. This is easy for them, right? Think about that, guys. Think about this. Now, one, this is where it gets really deep. And I'm going to keep saying this. I've said this before to people, and I'm going to continue to say this to people. Listen to me very carefully. If you are, oh my goodness, if you follow an Instagram or YouTube barber or whoever, a barber that has some influence, that has a bunch of followers, and this person is struggling Right now, if they have hundreds of thousands of followers or let's say 90, 70,000 followers, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 followers, if they're struggling right now, this person is doing something wrong. I'm telling you guys right now, if you follow a barber and they have, let's say, 100, 200,000, maybe 50,000, 60, and they're struggling right now during the pandemic, they're doing something wrong. They're idiots. I'm trying to tell you this right now. Send this to them, please. They're idiots. Why? Let me explain this to you. I always. Okay. Now let me, let me backtrack. I'm a part of this Instagram MMA chat group. These guys, they you know talk about MMA and stuff like this. You know what? Let me show you. Let me share my screen with you guys, because I think it's better to show you rather than tell you. Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to show you and tell you, but. Bear with me one second. Okay, so, so you see this here. This is uh, these are my DMs from Instagram. I'm gonna scroll. Let me scroll through here. Now, these we talk about MMA. We post stuff MMA related uh, in here in this chat group, and a lot of times, let me see. Did I, okay, good. We did share. Okay, so a lot of times they'll post stuff about MMA. Some sometimes they'll post goofy videos, and then every once in a while they'll post videos of chicks. So let me see if I can find a video with like some stupid Instagram thought. Let me see. I'm scrolling. Okay, here we go. 
So he posted this video, this girl. Okay. Um, let's see. So it looks like she got paid for that post from the look of it. Now you see this chick, you see her, right? As I scroll through, you guys are probably like, Ooh, like, Ooh, you guys are getting hot and heavy. You're like, Ooh, click on that one. Ooh, Ooh. Right. Cute. Right. Okay. Now let's look. She has 640,000 followers. Okay. Now in my estimation, this girl should at least have $640,000. She should have at least $640,000 of net worth. This is the way I look at this. And, and uh, did you not hear the words I said? I said, at least, at least. I, I, don't, I don't know who this chick is, right? They, they just posted her in the chat group. She should have at least 640000 She should be a millionaire, right? I'm going to be honest. When you have influence like this, in this range, you should at least have two to three times, at least two to three times. I don't know. Does she? Do you guys think? Do you guys think this girl's a, a multimillionaire? She should be. She should be, right? She's posting her body all over Instagram. She should, I will hope. Right. Sex sells, as they say. Right. Let, let me let me see what else is in this chat group. Let me see if there's any other chicks in here. Hold up. Nope. I'm going to give you guys some funny stuff. I'm curious because they, they post a lot of stuff in this chat group. Real funny. Let's see. I think this was around fight time. So there's a lot of fight post like i say every once in a while they'll post some some dumb stuff like some stuff with some chicks it's okay it looks like they've been posting a lot of fight related stuff but nevertheless if you follow someone on youtube barbers right instagram barbers right about this these people should have that much money the amount of follow the the money that they have should match the amount of followers that they have because here's the thing if you do not monetize your followers you're doing something wrong you're doing something very wrong actually you know what look this is a, this actually hold on let me, i just saw saw one okay this chick isn't she's actually a dang I don't even know what post that was, but that chick, I know that chick, she's actually a fighter. Uh, where's that stupid post? Is this her? Yeah, this is her. Okay. So this chick is a fighter. Let me see if I can find her, uh, her Instagram so I can see how many followers she has. Right. Let's see. Okay. Cortez MMA. Perfect. So she has 173,000 followers on Instagram. She's a fighter. I don't think she fights in the UFC. I don't think. I think she fights in the smaller organization. But cute little fighter, right? For a fighter. Cute, right? 173,000 followers. This girl should at least have, I mean, look, and with women, this is what I'm trying to tell you. With women, it's so much easier because women can get money out of guys because guys are just idiots. She should have at least a half a million dollars in net, net worth. At least. I don't know if she does. I would hope so. If she doesn't have someone that's managing her properly, she's doing something 
grossly wrong and i mean grossly wrong so next time you see like a instagram model especially these instagram models that have what 1 million followers i saw saw one that they posted here in this mma chat group 7 million followers these people should have that many follow or should have the amount of money as they do followers at least right and when you talk about chicks and look, not even really chicks, anyone really, because you should be smart enough to know. Okay, see, like a chick like this, right? Let's look at her. She She's cute, right? 74,000. She didn't even have a lot. So she should have, look, out of all this, all this skin that she's showing, she should have at least this much in, in money. Now, let me, let me show something to you, too, from my Instagram. I want to I show you guys something. Let me check out the chat. <laughs> he said you learn about <laughs> you learning about business uh, and getting and looking at chicks. Yeah, man, this is what I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to wake you guys up to this because people need to not, stop getting used. Really, people really need to stop getting used out here. And you need to look at these people differently. When you look at a barber on YouTube, let's say he has 20,000 followers. Let's say you look at a, a barber, he has 50, 60,000 followers. Now, look, let's say you had a video. Let's say you had like 7,000 followers. You did a video that got like a million or 2 million views, and then your followers just shot up to over uh, 100K. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of, a bit of a pass temporarily, but it's time for you to get your hustle on and monetize your followers. That's the whole point of having a following it's the whole purpose is to follow. Okay, so ooh, okay, so look at this chick. Okay, let, let's click on her. Let's see how many follow. Okay, 132. Wait, she got an OnlyFans too, guys. So look, OnlyFans Alejandra X Rojas. Okay, she, you know, she can, I guess, follow her on OnlyFans. Okay, uh, so this chick only has 132 thousand followers. Now, look, guys, do you think a girl, do you think it would be really hard for a girl like this? to make $132,000. This shouldn't be hard, right? Looking at her, like she's showing her ass, her tits are out left and right, right? Shouldn't be that hard for this girl to have $132,000, right? At least, at least, right? Shouldn't be hard. And she's got an OnlyFans, right? It's for you little hornballs. She has an OnlyFans, okay? Shouldn't be that difficult. This girl should be a millionaire if she's doing it right. I'm not sure if she has a manager that can manage her to do this thing the right way. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are not smart. A girl that looks like this, especially since seeing that she has an OnlyFans, I'm not even sure what the hell is on her OnlyFans, but you could just imagine she can get some hornballs over to her OnlyFans so she can monetize you guys, you would think. Now let's talk about scams, okay? <laughs> now, <laughs> shout out to everyone. Emil, shout out to you. Shout out to everyone that's watching, uh, everyone in the comments. Leave some comments, guys. Like, drop some comments. Um, everyone, drop some comments. Now, see, look, Gustavo even said it right here. Free $150 clipper, but you sold them many, many clippers with your promo. That's a no-no. At least barbers uh, that have influence and a following. Yes, yes, but these, these companies are so cheap. They want to try and get off cheap. And like I said, they will always find an idiot. They will always find an idiot. Now, let's talk about scams. Okay, you guys know, if you guys don't know, I'm into the stock market. I invest money, and blah, blah, blah. I got a DM, I think it was yesterday. As you can see, 
this girl, right? Who knows? It's, it might even be a guy. You never know on social media. You, I'm telling you, you never know, okay? As you see, her name's Amanda Bentley Investment. So let me click on this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a scam, okay, guys? So the problem, what happens with people are broke, they do desperate things. When people are broke, they get a little bit desperate, and they do stupid stuff, okay? And when you're poor, you're like, ooh, you're looking for any opportunity, something, someone might sell you a dream, and you're like, ooh, this sounds good, let me try it, because, hey, I've got nothing else to lose, then you get scammed, okay? Now, this one right here is a scam, okay? Now, check this out. She messages me randomly hello sweetheart and i'm just like come on now <laughs> i'm like come on i know i'm sexy all right I, I i know i'm hot in these streets but come on now really okay come on I, I i know i'm hot but come on hello sweetheart so i'm just like okay random chick dming me i'm like i know where this is going to go because i've gotten these little weird dms from these chicks and you look at their profile and you could tell she's like some some escort or something it's so funny because i'll reply back to him like hey uh I'll just say the, the dumbest stuff to him. I'll be like, hey, uh, can I fly you out this weekend? And then I'll get blocked. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay, of course. Uh, so I'm like, hey. And then she's like, are you interested in making some legit cash today? And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So at this point, I clicked on her profile because I was just like, I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, I'm, I'm so curious. So I clicked on her profile. No scamming. 100% legit, and then she's got stuff with money. Maybe this is the girl herself here, right? You know, she looks cute, right? Right? I mean, she looks cute. Look, look, she might suck some of you guys in, but hey, is that really her, right? Could it be some Nigerian, huh? Like, like maybe, right? She's got, you know, see her posting a bunch of the stuff with people flashing money. Maybe these are some of her clients. I don't know, right? Look at this. So let's go back to the DM. So I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, this is so, because as soon as she did that, I clicked on the profile. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is definitely a scam. Now, let me go back, okay? She has 184 followers, but she follows over 1,600 people. I did not click on this website, and I do not recommend that you click on this website. But she has over six, she follows over 1,600 people. This makes no sense. It makes no sense, okay? Now, I respond, it depends. What is the idea? <laughs> so here she goes. She's like, okay, I'm a legit and certified cash promoter. I have no idea what the hell is a cash promoter, okay? If you guys have seen this, please don't fall for this, okay? Please don't. She says, I'm insured and certified by the insurance company State Farm. Very strange. When does State Farm get into investing on this sort of level that she's talking about, which was automatically, you know, red flag number two for me. So she says, it is all about investing, which is all about turning your 100 into 1,000. So let's say you want to invest 200 or 200. I'll get a $2,000 return. Wow, I get a 10x return on my money. Whether I'm doing two, three, four, five, six hundred dollars, I get a 10x return on my money. Then she says, it all depends on how much you want to invest. You can invest more than those figures. This is a guaranteed cash back in just 30 minutes. Now, listen to me carefully. If someone, because I know people get desperate, guys. I don't want this to happen to you. If someone is asking you or telling you about an investment opportunity and they mention the words guarantee, don't just, don't, do not walk but run away in the opposite direction as quickly as you possibly can because 
with investing, there is no investment that is a hundred percent. There's no investing strategy that is 100% guaranteed as she would suggest, right? In 30 minutes. So I'm just like, Whoa, what is this? She's like, no extra fees. Transfers are done through cash app shady, right? Through cash app. Come on now. Look, I know people are desperate, but I hope I certainly hope she does not have people falling for this. So she's like, this is certified by the Better Business Bureau. So then she sends me this crap, which if you look at it, she could have gotten this off of Google. Let's just be honest. Like her name's not on this anywhere. Like the dates are just crazy old. Like who knows whose this was? Like maybe she got this out of a out of a McDonald's somewhere. Who knows? So then she's like, hello, would you like to earn money now? So I'm just like, oh, my goodness. So she. So I tell her because I'm like, at the moment, I'm just like, dude, after reading that, I was like, I know this is a scam. Like, what's the point? So I'm like, hey, I'll pass. I have other investments going on right now. Thanks for the opportunity. So I'm trying to be nice. Okay. Now, after that, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I shouldn't have put that first. I was like, me being the curious person that I am, I'm curious. I'm like, I am curious. Let me look further. So I'm like, okay, I should have put this first. Let's see if she'll reply. So then I'm like, I'm curious. How do you turn 200 into 2000? Because, hey, I'm an, I'm an investor. I'm curious. I would love to know how you turn 200 into 2000 because I'm just like, whoa, maybe I can do it. Because, look, if she can do it, I can do it. But if that's legit, you know, if it's legit, which I highly doubt it is, and it's not. Okay, so, but she says, we invest in binary options, and due to the fact the company has a tremendous cash flow and we generate a lot of profit in a f- in few minutes, <laughs> I'm just like, come on. She's like, you can make a lot of money doing this investment. Now, if you guys don't know what binary options are, let me explain briefly. If I hope you understand the stock market. Within the stock market investing, you can trade options, future options, options. But binary options is like the cousin of option trading. So with binary options is based and options in general is basically pay, placing bets. You're placing bets whether something's going to go up or down. Binary options is, like I say, it's a cousin of traditional options in the stock market. is very simple, very simplistic. You can uh, do a binary option that'll last for like 15, 30 minutes. They go really, really quick, and you can trade all sorts of things like binary options in gold, futures, you know, whether the S&P is going to go up or be down in the next 15 minutes. Like these are binary options. So you can get in, uh, get out uh, very quickly with binary options. So you can make money with it. But of course, we all know when you're gambling, because that's what options is, is basically gambling. Just You're just making an educated guess. Just like if you bet on the Yankees game, if you bet who's going to be the, the NBA champion this year, right? Just like if you bet on a fight. It's an opt. It's 50 50. Anything can happen. So she sends me this video of this guy talking about, like, oh, I made this much money. I was broke. I was sleeping in my car, which he still looks broke. But let's just ignore that. So I'm like, I'm currently in the market now and I'm quite familiar with regular option trading. Not sure how you can guarantee returns because option bets are 50 50. What brokerage do you use? So I'm just like, my spidey sense is tickling. Like, this is red flag number three already. But I'm just at this point, I'm like, I'm just curious. I'm curious. So she's like, that's uh, that's the thing. With this investment, we sustain any loss occurred and still make the payouts. <laughs> Guys, do you see how scammy this is? Like, someone who is broke and desperate. Like, imagine if, if I came back with that and she said this, like, 
no matter any loss occur, we still make the payouts. So you're like, man, I can't lose. This is guaranteed. Yeah, you're guaranteed to get scammed. Okay, so she's like, I use IQ option as a broker. Now, IQ option, look, we're not even going to get into that because that's just a whole nother uh, topic of discussion. So she's like, let me uh, let me make serious cash for you in 30 minutes. All you got to do is invest with us, and I assure you that you will be smiling after this transaction. So she's like, hello, So like because I didn't respond. Obviously, uh, I'm a busy person. I have things going on. I can't just go back and forth with you in the DM as much as I really would love to, but this is what I'm talking about. This is how people get scammed. And I really don't want you guys falling victim to scams and things like this. You see all sorts of stuff coming across social media. We've seen scams with people with YouTube where the YouTube channels got hacked, got deleted. We see things with uh, Instagram. I'm sure you probably have seen DMs from people that you know saying like, oh, I've, I made these funny videos of, of you or, oh, I've made these funny um, um, this. I click on this link and then your channel gets hacked. So I come back and I say, I'll pass. I don't like gambling with options. And <laughs> it isn't a part of my investing strategy at the moment. Happy trading. So here she goes. Okay, but this safe way, this is the safe way because you will not lose. Loose, huh? Okay, the company will make the payment to you either way. I'm just trying to seek willing customers. That's how I get paid. Now, here's the thing, guys. Let's break this down. So you would think if someone is guaranteeing a payment, my spotty sense is tingling again. Like this is like red flag number four, five, six. I don't even know what number red flag I'm at right now. But wouldn't you think if this person can make this much money doing this, why the hell would you just share it with a random person on Instagram? Like what, why? Why would you just not walk all the way to the bank? With your own money. Why would you not just not do re, wash, rinse, repeat, do this over and over and over and just travel all around the world and live, the, live the, the ultimate life that you can live? Because you have the most guaranteed to wait, uh, way to make money. You can do it in 30 minutes. Why would you not just do your own money, be happy? Maybe once you get somewhat satisfied, sell a course. Why would you want to send this to a random person on Instagram? Why would, why would you want me to invest? Why am I the lucky one that can get a 10x return on a $600 investment and make $6,000? Why me, right? These are questions you always have to ask yourself when you're confronted with a scammer. Like, why me? Why am I the lucky one, right? So, okay, so after all of this, I'm, you know, I'm not stupid, okay? I'm not stupid. I know investing, when you invest in something, there are tax implications, okay? So, and she never mentioned any of this. So I'm just like, okay, let me just keep playing with this girl if it, if it is a girl, okay? So I'm like, what about the tax implications? Do you need my social security number for my account? Because I'm like, hey, if I'm investing, right? If you're investing, you need to set your account up with the brokerage, right? You have to, you have to um, claim this stuff on your taxes if you're making these types of profits. So, She's like, nope, all, all transactions are done, are done through Cash App, so we only need you to fill out a form that I will provide you. So scammy, so scammy. So then here she is, please provide me with this. Blah, 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 name, my address, email, telephone number, age, amount of cash tag, blah, blah, blah. 
And you know your man I do is not going to send send her all this. But I did send her heard this, okay? I was like, pardon my skepticism, but how about this for our first deal? I'm not a greedy guy. I want to see everyone win. Since I can get a $2,000 return on $200, how about you keep $1,000, I get the other $1,000, and I'll send you money once I receive the $1,000. Because, hey, if she can guarantee returns, she should have no problem sending me $100. We can split the profits on a $200 investment, and we both win, right? I mean, it's a win-win. She gets to win. I get to win, right? It Doesn't it just make sense? Right. <laughs> Just think about this stuff. Think about. It. Come on. If, if if this is legit, right? And the the person you're working with is like, hey man, I know you're working hard for me. Can you imagine? Like, ima- imagine this, right? Imagine if you're a realtor, if you're a real estate agent, you're you're selling your house for your client. You know your client's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in profit. Let's say your client's like, hey, I know you've been working hard to get my house sold. You got it sold for the best possible price on the market. I was actually expecting to get paid 50 grand from this deal, but you actually got me 100K out of this real estate deal. How about this, buddy? Since you did such a good job, how about you get 50 grand, I get 50 grand because I'm not a selfish guy. I'm not all, all about the money. You've been working with me for years. This is my way of showing th- uh, gratitude and thanks for your all of your hard work. Would a, a legitimate real estate agent turn this down? Probably not. So why would she turn this down? Why would she turn down an easy $1,000, right? A $1,000 that is guaranteed for her, right? So she's like, sir, I'll need the money to be invested to get started. And you can start with $100. So I'm just like, at this point, I just stopped replying to her because I'm just like, oh my goodness. Now, if you guys were paying attention earlier in the podcast, I started laughing because she DM me, as you can see, 758. She was like, hello. Ah, so annoying. And she's like, guess you're not serious to make money. Now, since we're here, <laughs> let's reply back, shall we? Um, I'm going to reply back. I like to make money. What else should we write? Let's, let's see what else you guys are saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, 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 oh. So I'm going to say, I like to make money. I would, let me see. I would like to, oh, wait, no, 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 Oh, oh and by the way, I said, maybe uh, if you guys can read this, maybe we can kick back and laugh at our success in the Caribbean someday. Cause I'm just like, I'm just such a funny guy. Right. So I had to write this to her as a, as a bit of humor. Okay. Cause I'm like, Hey, that way you also win along with me. Maybe one day, or maybe we can kick back and laugh at our success in the Caribbean someday. <laughs> All a lie, never going to happen, but just funny. Right. So I'm going to say, I like to make money. Um, I would just like a certified, I'll put certified guarantee. Whoa, whoa. I can't spell right now. On my money for our first deal, okay? So the, after that, <laughs> we, we can make serious money, okay? So this is what I'm going to, this is what I just wrote to her. So we'll see. But 
I want to also want to let me let me get this off the screen because you guys are probably like this guy, this guy's a lunatic, um, <laughs> which like I say, man, I like to have fun. What's up? Shout out DJ Gemini uh, five four. I thought you were gonna be here Monday. What happened to you? Now, <laughs> that was fun. Now, guys, lesson in all of that: don't get scammed by people. Don't fall for stupid stuff. Okay. Just because something seems like too good to be true, like have you ever heard the saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. In that case, it probably is, okay? Like I'm not gonna invest any money with this girl. I'm for damn sure not gonna send this random chick, if it is a chick, money through Cash App. Come on now. But I wanna get into some questions, okay? Wanna get into some questions. Now, if you guys wanna send me questions and have me answer them, just message me on Instagram and then I'll get your question answered on a future podcast episode. But this question came from Kevin. I'm not sure if he's in the building. Kev, I'm not sure if you're in the building. Um, Y'all yeah, remember you, Emil. Um, so his question is this. He's like, hey, man, I'm the guy that asked for advice, blah, blah, blah. He says, so he says, in your opinion... How can I overcome my fear and change of transitioning to having a barber career coming from a retail world? My fear is my fear is not making as much as I do now when I start cutting hair. I know I will starve because my haircuts will take three hours. Of course, guys, we all know in the beginning your haircuts are going to take a little bit longer. And that's perfectly fine. Like these things, these things just happen. Okay. So he says, bi-weekly, I make 900 and change bi-weekly, every two weeks. Clean after taxes, et cetera. And he works for Home Depot, and he has a 401k that they do the match. Uh, da, 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 and he puts at least 5% of his check along with it. Now, his question is, basically, he wants to become a barber. He's just a little unsure about the barbering, his barbering journey, you know, Willie McBunny, blah, 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 things like this. Now, I think his name was Kevin. Let me, let me make sure. I think his name was Kevin. All right, yeah, his name was Kevin. Yeah, Kev. So check this out. This is your big brother here, okay? This is your big brother talking to you. He's a young guy. He's young. He works at Home Depot. He's getting paid $950 bi-weekly, every two weeks. Now, let's be honest. Everyone is going to be slow in the beginning of cutting hair. You're going to get faster. You're not going to be a year in still taking three hours to cut hair, okay? He said he has had this dream of, of cutting hair, I think he said since he was 14. It wasn't written right there, but I, I remember him saying saying this before. Wow, since he was 14. He's in his 20s now. So he's had this dream for over 10 years. I'm going to tell you right now, man, you need to do it. You need to go ahead and do it. What the hell are you waiting for? You've been waiting 10 years to do this. In my opinion, 10 years too long. And I'm going to be real with you. You can easily make more money being a barber coming fresh out of barber college working at a commission shop. So you all you have to simply do, like you don't have to follow the simple route. Like if you're worried about money, money should not be the issue because 
with what you're making at Home Depot, which is not a lot of money, dime 50 every two weeks, that's not a lot of money. Let's just be real. That's not a lot of money. You can go in, work in a commission shop where you can make 40, 50 grand your first year, which is a hell of a lot more than what you're making at Home Depot. Right. So you don't have to take the traditional approach where you go, you go out, pass out business cards. You you got to promote on Instagram. You got to be in the shop all day from when it opens to when it closes. No, you can seriously just go get your barber, go to school, get your barber license, go work at a commission shop where they will provide clients for you. And you don't have to worry about promoting anything. You just show your ass up. You cut hair, make money. You go home. You could easily, easily do that. So there's no excuse that you should not become a barber. The opportunities are right there in front of you. You have every opportunity to do this. There's no excuse. Kev, listen to me and listen to me good. Go out there, start looking for barber colleges, start putting a plan in place to get the hell out of Home Depot. Now, look, you can still work Home Depot while you're going to barber college, okay? But... The barber career, trust me, you trust me, you can make more money than you do working at Home Depot, okay? <laughs> can you believe this chick just replied back to me, guys? <laughs> oh my goodness. She just replied, yes. So in, so so invest the 100 and I'll let you receive 1,000 in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, oh, this chick's talk about thirsty. Jeez, this chick is thirsty. She's just get her a drink. This chick is thirsty. Okay. But that's my advice to Kevin. Go to barber college, get your license, start working in a commission based shop. And I mean a good commission based shop, a good commission based shop that charges really good prices where they have really good clientele, where those clients are used to paying a high amount for a haircut, which means you'll probably get some, a lot of good gratuity and do it that way. Okay, that, that's my advice for you. And if, like I say, if you guys have questions for me, uh, DM me on Instagram and things like that. Okay. Now, last, the, the last podcast, we talked about money a lot. Talked about money quite a bit. Uh, and I was talking to a lot of barbers about, about like investing. We And unfortunately, in the last video, we, um, oh my goodness, and this sucked because I noticed when I, when I share my screen, you guys cannot see a lot of the figures that I was talking about. So hopefully I, I clearly explained all the figures and all the investment strategies for you guys as barbers, because I'm re I really get sick and tired of barbers talking about they're broke. I really get sick and tired of barbers talking about like, oh, I can't pay booth rent. This makes no sense to me makes no sense. Uh, but Emil the barber. And by the way, guys, if you have questions, drop them in the comments because I'm going to wrap up this podcast shortly. Um, so Emil says, uh, I took your advice from the last five lives. I typically, ugh, I typically take one hour for a haircut and I don't feel like I'm speeding up and yeah, I don't do this for money. I cut because I enjoy it. That's what's up, man. That is what's up. JB two ways. You're asking, uh, what about booth rent? Now I'm assuming you're replying to what I was talking, give my advice given for Kevin. Kevin's trying to make money. So this is my advice for him to, to hop straight into the industry and start making some good money. 
I know here in Dallas, there are plenty of commission-based shops where you can go in and you can start making money right away. And the amount that you, even though you're getting your, even though you're uh, paying commission, the price of you, that you're going to receive from your haircut, you'll, it, it's going to be the same as if you were charging $20 for a haircut or slightly over $20 for a haircut. So it really won't make any difference. But guys, like this is one thing I want you guys to wake up on because I'm going to do something for you guys. I'm going to show you because, you know, like I said, last time you guys couldn't really see the screen, but this time you can. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to do something. So I'm going to show you an example of, let's say, let's say you save your first haircut. So let's say you charge $20 for a haircut, right? And let's say the first haircut of every day, you're going to put this money and you're going to save it and invest it. So you're not just going to save it, but you're going to save and invest. So let's use this figure, right? So there are, let's just use the average of 30 days out of the month. So we do $20 times 30, right? $600 a month times this by 12 uh, months in a year. We got $7,200, Okay. $7,200. That's a lot of money, right? A lot of money is what $7,200 is. So let's do this. Let's put this into this little calculator. We'll, we'll do the current principle zero. Let's put $7,200 because this is $20 every day that you're going to invest, right? We're going to give this, we're going to do 20 years at this at 8%. We're going to be conservative here. Now, what I'm going to show you, and I'm going to, I'm going to times this by 20. Okay. So we're going to do 7,200 times 20. $144,000 after 20 years. A lot of money, isn't it? It's a lot of money, right? Let me minimize the chat. I don't know if anyone was curious, but $144,000, 20 years of saving $20 a day. Now, imagine if you invested that $7,200 instead of just saving it because you're just like, I don't trust. I don't trust it. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I don't want to do it. Okay. Okay. Check this out, idiot. So as I click this, check out the number. So because you, you didn't trust investing, right? Like you don't believe in it, right? You, you're scared to invest. You made $144,000, but instead you could have had $355,000. You just left over $200,000 on the table because you were scared. You didn't want to invest. You don't trust this, okay? You left all that money on the table because you don't trust investing. You don't understand investing. This is what I'm trying to tell you, barbers. Don't be stupid. Being stupid is a thing of the past. Let's not be stupid. Let's be smart. Invest your money. Don't just save your money. Save to invest your money. Okay? Be very, very smart. $20 a day for 20 years. This is just, you know, the price of a haircut. Like the first haircut, right? You just put it aside. You just put it aside. Now, let's let's, let's downgrade this, right? Because you're like, ah, man, I don't want to spend $20 a day. Let's say you spend a tip. Right. So we'll do five times 30 times 12. So that's one hundred fifty dollars every month, eighteen hundred dollars 
a year. Oops, let me put this up here. $1,800 a year times 20. So this is what you're going to have at 20 years. This is just saving a $5 tip every day. Imagine that. Like, so imagine if you want to be really lazy and just like, man, I don't want to save. I don't want to save $20. That's a lot of money, which let's just be honest, guys. It's not. And you're like, I don't want to do that, man. That's $20 a day, man. It's a lot of money every day, man. Blah, 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 man. So let's just do $5, $36,000 that you'll have saved at 20 years. But let's imagine if you invest that over 20 years. Let's calculate the number, shall we? $88,000. So instead of $36,000, if you invest that money in 20 years, you'll have $88,000. Be smart about your money, guys. Invest your money. And you see this 8%? The reason I'm using 8% is because over the last 50 years, the market has returned on average 8%. Over the last 10 years, the market has returned 15%. 15 15% the last 10 years. Now, look, that may not happen for the next 10 years. The market went on a crazy bull run the last 10 years, okay? This is why I tell you, during times of crisis, people get rich. If you're smart, like this is the, I've been trying to tell you guys this for months. Get into the market. Start investing, please. Start investing. You'll thank me later, first of all. You'll thank me later, and you'll also thank yourself because you're like, man, Thank you for listening to I Do It. Man, Like, thank you. Your future self will thank you, okay? Because there's no excuse. One thing I can guarantee you is there will be another market crash. There will be another one. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it, there will be another market crash. If you look at the last 100 years, you could average it out. There has been some sort of crash about every six to seven years on average. So you can just about bet six to seven years from now, there'll probably be another market crash of some sort. You can, you can bet on it. Like I said, on average, the last hundred years on average, there's been about, there's been a market crash about every six to seven years. So take that information, what you want, do with it, what you want. Wow. The (laughs) crazy man crazy so do with that what you want but i want you guys to be smart because i'm telling you something once like like i say i do the stock market video every sunday just like once a week um you're gonna see things that i'm doing in that account and you're gonna be see the value of that portfolio grow and you're gonna be like oh wow this is cool I don't want you guys to get left behind, guys. The reason I'm posting these videos is to motivate you guys, to get you guys going, to get you guys on the track, especially if you're young. If you're young, please, 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 let's get started, man. If you're young, like in your teens, early 20s especially, you could easily, easily retire in your 30s or in your 40s. Okay, you can easily do this stuff. Now, there's a link in the description below to Robinhood. That's one of the brokerages that I use is Robinhood. Pretty good brokerage, very simple, um, has very basic information about companies and, you know, little quick 
um, quick information that you can see. Now, of course, with any investing, you need to do your own research and things like that. So definitely do your own research. Let me let me get this uh, off the screen. It's like really bother me. Oh, there we are. Man, these lights, I don't know if these lights are just bright or what. Man, my freaking eyes are killing me right now. But let me go back to the comments. Let's see what ha see what's going on in the comments. So uh, Emil says, uh, same, I save and invest all the money I get from cutting hair to buy better tools later. Uh, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I heard this story. Yes. So let's see. DB says, what are you suggesting to invest in? says, do you use Weeble brokerage? No, I do not use Weeble. I've heard of it. It's a good one. You know, I think they have a thing where it's, well, I don't know if it's like a promotion or whatever. You sign up, you deposit $100, you get two free stocks. Uh, if you use my link with Robinhood, you uh, sign up, you get a free stock. And it's cool. And it's cool. I like, I like Robinhood. Weeble has a similar layout to Robinhood as far as like the look, but Weeble has things that Robinhood, you, you can't do in Robinhood. And that's how it is with a lot of different brokerages. For those of you that are curious about what brokerage to use, I'm going to be honest with you. Just pick a brokerage and just go, right? The more you use it, the more you'll figure out like what you like and don't like. Especially, it's not like you're going to be depositing half a million dollars into a brokerage. If that's the case, then I would say like, okay, really start looking. But you could use Weeble. You could use M1. You can use Robinhood. You can use Cash App. You can use... TD Ameritrade, you can use E-Trade, you, you can use Charles Schwab. Like, it doesn't matter. You can just pick one and go. That's all I recommend that you guys do. Pick one and go. There's a link in the description below to Robinhood. That's a uh, brokerage that I use. And if you watch my stock market videos every week, you can see me using Robinhood. You can see the stuff and blah, blah, blah. But um, but you're, you're asking me, what do I suggest? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't suggest that you... I don't know if you're talking about uh, what do I suggest as far as companies. I, I'm not going to recommend that because that's on you. Your risk tolerance is different than mine. Your investing strategy might be different from mine. You know, your whole approach may be different from mine. So I don't want to suggest you to invest in a particular company. You know, I may give you advice, but I'm not going to tell you yay or nay or yes, you should do this and you should put this much into this particular company. I'm not going to do that, uh, which is why the portfolio that I show you guys, which is a dividend portfolio, they're primarily filled with blue chip stocks. They're mostly value plays, very safe style of investing um, is what I do, what I use in my portfolio. So, you know, not a lot of risk. You know, I've got some stuff in there, but mostly if you if you guys watch my stock portfolio update videos every week, you would know the companies that I invest in in that portfolio. They're it's all value plays, blue uh, tons of blue chip stocks in that portfolio. So uh, DB says mutual funds. I'm going to be honest with you, DB. I do not like mutual funds. I'm going to be honest with you. I really do not like mutual funds. Uh, for this major reason, and I suggest you actually watch this week's stock update video because I'm I'm going to talk about not mutual not mutual funds specifically, but part of one of the reasons why I don't like mutual funds, which I'll actually explain now. So mutual funds, I don't like them because the expense ratios on a mutual fund is so high. 
it's really high. You could be you can pay like one to two percent in a mutual fund for an expense ratio. To me, that is insane. And that's just me personally, right? Like me, I'm smart. I can analyze a stock. I can look at the numbers and have my investments make sense to me. Like I can do this stuff. Like when people invest into mutual funds or ETFs, things like this, these are people that really don't want to do research or maybe they just don't have overall knowledge of how the stock market works. And there's plenty of mutual funds or ETFs that if you just look up their track history, look up their expense ratios, look if it's passively or actively managed, you can look all this stuff up and look at the history of it. If it's good, you can invest in it. And all it does is it tracks the, you know, the mutual fund or the index, it'll track the market, the overall S&P or just whatever. Like maybe it tracks the Russell, maybe this is a, a real estate index, maybe this index tracks gold, like whatever. Um, me personally, I like to individually pick my own stocks because I'm smart enough to do this. You know, it's picking stocks is not difficult. It's, it's hard as it may seem, or some people might try and suggest to you like, Oh, picking single stocks is dangerous. It's dangerous when you're doing it wrong. When you don't do research, you're of course it's going to be dangerous. If you're gambling a lot, of course it's going to be dangerous, which is what you see a lot happening right now. People, um, because people want to jump on the bandwagon, they hear a little bit of speculative data about a company and they'll hop in without doing the proper research and then they'll get burned. They'll get burned. Okay. Uh, ready stock. What is that? Is that the ticker symbol? Ready? Or are you talking about REITs? I don't know. Maybe you re let me type that in. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Talking about REITs? Because I don't know what ready is. But um, but this that, that's the reason I don't like mutual funds. Because let's just be honest. One to two percent may not seem like a big deal on a lower level. Let's say you have a thousand dollars, three thousand dollars. One percent of that doesn't seem like a big deal. Let's say you've been in the game for a while. Let's say you've been in the game for over 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Let's say you have a portfolio value of 750,000, 2 million, 1 or 2% at those numbers is a big deal. You might not feel it on the on a lower level, but once if you have big plans for your portfolio, that little percentage is going to pay a big part and you can see the difference of how much that's going to cost you out of your portfolio. Look, look, I'm going to do No, you know what? I'm not, you know, I'll just tell you, I'm going to pull out a calculator. So, which, I mean, I don't need, need a calculator for this, but let's just do, take 1% out of a million dollars. That's $10,000 that you're paying a year just for an expense ratio. So imagine if your mutual fund is charging you a 1% expense ratio and you had a million dollars in, in, in mutual funds, you're paying a 1% expense ratio. You're paying 10 grand a year in an expense ratio. Trust me. Trust me on this. You can get it a lot cheaper somewhere else without investing in mutual funds. This is one thing people don't understand about investing in mutual funds. And this is another reason, because I'm actually about to sell one of my companies. I actually um, I have an ETF in my portfolio, uh, SPHD which it's a high dividend, low volatility, uh, low volatility yield uh, 
ETF. And okay, she's talking about REITs. Um, and I'm going to sell that company here within the next few weeks. I'm going to sell my ETF. Now, I'm, I'm going to get, I guess I'll just explain it now because I'm going to explain it in the video uh, this Sunday. But the reason I'm going to excel SPHD is for a couple reasons. One, it's an ETF. Two, the expense ratio for this ETF is 0.30%, which is not a lot, right? 0.30, it's not a lot. But when you talk about me building my portfolio's value up or that position up, let's say that position goes up to, let's say I get $10,000 in that position of SPHD. Let's do 0.30%. You know, that money is going to add up in the long run. So me personally, me personally, I want to get rid of this because the other reason, my wife, she invest, I have her invested in ETFs. So I figure she's invested into four ETFs. My thinking is, what's the point of me investing in this ETF when my wife is invested in four ETFs? And it's actually funny, the ETFs that she's that she invests in have expense ratios that are less than SPHD. So I figure I can get put that money that I have in SPHD into another company that actually pays a higher dividend yield. So it's like a win win. Now, you're asking about REITs. Now, what's your specific question about REITs, uh, DB? So this is going to be the last question before I get out of here. What is your specific question about REITs? And I'm going to br briefly uh, talk about REITs uh, for, for a second before I get out of here. So I actually have two REITs in my portfolio. I have uh, O and Annaly Capital. So O is really Income Corp, and uh, I have Annaly Capital. I had three REITs, but I sold one off. It was NRZ. I sold them off. And so now I only have two. I like REITs um, for a few reasons, actually. I like REITs because they pay, a lot of REITs pay very high dividend yields. And me being, with this portfolio, with it being a dividend portfolio, it's all about the dividends, baby, right? So I can get a very high dividend yield. I can use that money to fund future purchases. And like with Realty Income Corp, they pay out monthly, which is great. And Annaly Capital, they, their dividend yield, I think is like 12%. Um, crazy, but investing in REITs is good. If, if you talk about like through the stock market and stuff like that, uh, it's good. If you want some good payouts. Now, one thing I, I, I will tell you right now with REITs, you got to be careful. Um, if, if you're looking for a, like, a, a growth play with a REIT, I wouldn't suggest it right now because a lot of the REITs and you got to do research on the type of REIT that you're interested in because let me click back here. Okay, so I, I definitely would suggest you do the research on the type of REIT because not all REITs are, same, are the same. Just because it's a REIT doesn't mean that it, they're all the same. Like Realty Income Corp, they have a lot of high-quality tenants um, that pay good money. Just like uh, Simon Property Group, you see them, like a lot of malls and things like this. Uh, different. You got to do your research on the type of REIT that you're interested in or the sector of real estate that you're because all it is is just real estate uh, investments 
what, what REITs are. And um, if you're investing, there's, an, there's another way. So there's many different strategies for REITs, right? Because here's another thing why some people don't really like REITs is because REITs, they get taxed higher. So when it comes to taxes with, with stocks, REITs, unfortunately, they get taxed at your income rate. So whatever your income rate is, let's say, I don't know, let's just say it's 30%, you're going to get taxed at 30% on your REITs. Now, if you talk about your regular uh, common, uh, common stock, you know, your qualified dividends, those are going to get taxed at 15%. Much bigger difference. Now, REITs, of course, by them... Uh, paying out so much, this is why they tax you so high because REITs, they're required by law to pay out 90% of their earnings to shareholders, which is why when you look at REITs, their dividend yields are a lot higher. So you also in turn get taxed at your income rate. So if you have a portfolio full of uh, regular dividend stocks and REITs, it can be different. Now there's ways to slightly avoid some of this. Now, there, there is an income threshold where if you make, I think it changes every year. I think this year is around $40,000. If you make for a single person, if you're a single person, you make less than $40,000. You don't have to pay any taxes on your, on your uh, dividends, which is great, right? You get to be tax free on your, uh, your dividends. Uh, uh, when you're married, that amount, I think it's, oh, I don't have it in front of me. It's around 80000 I think, maybe more. I'm not even sure. I haven't looked at it in a while, but you can save some money that way. Another way people save money uh, with the tax implications on REITs is they'll put, they'll put that stuff in their uh, IRA. So where uh, they'll put it in a Roth IRA where they can um, shelter it from the tax implications. So there's many different ways you can, you can play the REIT scenario. But just just know that with all the REITs and stuff, you know, because a lot of people don't realize, like, you you know, you're getting taxed higher with REITs. Just like when people like people now that are um, taking gains on these stocks that are making plays, little short plays on these stocks and they're trying to cash out like, oh, I tripled my money. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. And they're trying to sell it like a couple months later or whatever. I just hope they know if they sell these stocks less than a year, they're going to pay 30% tax on those. So this is why being a long-term investor is much better than just being a day trader or just like a, a person who swing trades or, or you're just trying to do a little quick flip. Like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I just hope, uh, I just hope, <laughs> oh my goodness. I just hope you guys know that. And I hope that little quick flip was worth you paying 30% on your money. Now, I'm going to be honest. We all sort of hate taxes, don't we? Like, raise your hand. Like, y'all hate taxes. You want to pay as little as possible. Just know um, it's not really the smartest thing uh, to be in, in, in stocks for the short term because the tax implications, man, can you imagine? Just think about this. Imagine you make $100,000 profit on a, on a trade. And you do that trade within one year. Okay. Would you rather pay $30,000 in taxes or $15,000 in taxes? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure you would rather pay $15,000 in taxes versus $30,000 in taxes. Okay. 
Um, and here's one thing too. Please, I, I try and have people invest. Now, if you were an adult in the nineties or early two thousands, boy, and you weren't in the stock market which I wasn't either. I was an adult then boy missed out on a lot of opportunities. A lot. This is why I tell people to invest. It is so important to invest, guys. Imagine this. I'm going to tell you something that's, that's going to make your heart sick. You, you, you guys want to be sick? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to show you something. If you, you, We all know Monster Energy drink, right? Monster Energy. We all know Monster Energy. Currently, they're trading around, like I think, $75, somewhere around there. It's in the 70s. In the year 2002, Monster Energy was trading at 10 cents a share. I said that correctly, guys. 10 cents a share. Monster Energy was trading 10 cents a share in 2002. You could have got Monster Energy for 10 cents a share. Currently, they're trading at seven, around $75. So imagine if you would have put $500 into Monster Energy. You would have well over six figures. If you would have put $500, you'd have well over six figures by now. Just from a little $500 investment. A $100 investment would have got you right under $100,000. If you just put $100 into Monster in 2002, you would have, if I, if I remember the numbers correctly, you would have about $77,000 right now. Crazy, 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 crazy. Think about this. Let's get even sicker, right? Because you got, I'm going to make your stomach turn. Check this out. Apple, in 2004, you could pick up Apple shares for $4. Now, the reason I say 2004 and why that date is important to me is because that was around the time the iPod came out, around 2004, 2005-ish. I think it was, I think it was 2004. I remember I was living in South Korea at the time, and I remember it was like really huge. Like people were like, "Oh man, this iPod is dope!" and stuff, blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay." I didn't buy one, but um, I remember when it came out. And then years later, the iPhone came out. Now, around 2004, Apple shares were trading. Uh, let me look at Apple right now. See what it's trading at, because I don't I don't know what Apple's trading at right now. A A P L. All right. $388 is what Apple is trading at right now. 2004, you could pick up Apple shares for $4. So if you knew Apple and you believed in what they were doing with the AirPod and some of the other things that they were doing, let's say you would have, let me bring up my calculator. Let's say you spent $1,000 into Apple, right? Let's divide that by four. That's 250 shares. Let's times that by $388. You would have almost six figures right now just from a $1,000 investment in Apple in 2004. This is why I'm saying like people that were in the market in the 90s and early 2000s, even the 80s, boy, and they're still in the market, boy, they're winning. I'm telling you. Go just If you guys are just curious and want to humor yourselves, go look at the markets from the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, even after the crash from the 08 Stock prices were like super cheap, super cheap. But imagine that, right? You spend a thousand dollars into Apple in 2004, you got six figures worth of Apple stock today. You turn a thousand into six figures. I, I mean, look, this is how important investing is long term investing. 
This is how important this is. Now, let's take that even further, right? Because let's talk about, because I talked about some old stuff, right? From the early 2000s, right? From the 90s, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm going to be honest, in the 90s, Apple wasn't shit. In the early 2000s, Apple wasn't shit. It really wasn't, like, guys. Like, if y'all don't remember, I remember I had a, I had like an Apple computer like in the 90s. I remember seeing it. It wasn't shit. It was just like Apple, like, ooh. But check this out. Y'all want to hear something crazy. Talk about investment opportunity. And this is something I missed out on. And I actually looked at this company when I was in March, when I was going through like different things to invest in, to get some growth, to do some growth plays. Check this out. Fiverr, the company Fiverr. I just looked at it. I haven't did full research. So don't go out and just invest in Fiverr just because I'm just trying to tell you this. I checked out Fiverr. Let me look it up so I can, so I can just show you how sick I am right now. So Fiverr, currently, let's look up Fiverr. Currently, Fiverr is at $85 a share. Okay. During the pandemic, Fiverr was down to around $17 a share. Think about that. You could have, what was that, almost 4X your money with Fiverr? Fiverr just went public last year. 2019, Fiverr went public. If you would have got some Fiverr shares during the pandemic in March, you could have easily four extra money already. You know, they got a $3 billion market cap. Boy, oh boy, I'm, t- I'm telling you, and I overlooked Pfizer too. I remember looking at Pfizer in March. I was just like, nah. But this is what this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. Like you really have to have your thinking cap on. And I've been thinking about this a lot like today and yesterday about like certain value plays uh, because I'm going to start switching over from investing heavy in my dividend portfolio and, and go into the growth uh, growth portfolio and try and beef up some stuff there. So there's still some opportunities for growth plays if you guys are curious in the market for stuff like that. Um, you just got to do your research when you talk about growth plays. Like you really got to do your research and have it all make sense. If it doesn't make sense, do not buy it, okay? Because it's a growth play, right? You 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 might have a target for three to five years for holding uh, this particular company or whatever, which is kind of crazy, right? As I'm talking about this, I just got paid a dividend. I just got paid. How much did I just get paid? Hold up, hold up. How much did I get paid? I just got paid $8.64. Can you believe that? As I'm doing the podcast, I just got paid a dividend from Cisco, the tech company, not the food company, which I do actually have shares in the food company, Cisco as well. But I just got paid a dividend while doing a podcast. So you see the importance of investing while I'm running my mouth, talking to you guys online. I just got paid a dividend. Look at this. Hold up. Wait, no. See, look. See, look, can can you see that? Hold up, let me see. Can you see that? Look, just got paid this dividend. Boom. Crazy, right? So this is the importance of investing, making money. This is why I love dividend investing too, because you could really just make money while you sleep. It's like easy money, just boom, boom. Like you wake up, you see a few dividend payments come through. Then you get the growth of the stock. 
of course, with dividends, uh, the co- a lot most dividend companies, they it's not a lot of you don't get a lot of growth with them. But it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. I'm gonna answer a few more of you guys' questions. Don't ask any more questions because this is gonna be uh, done data after I answer these few questions. So Emil, he says, do you consider buying a gold chain a bad purchase because I like them? And if I ended up selling it, I get some of my money back. Yeah, buying a gold chain is a bad investment. I would not do that. Don't do that, Emil. Don't do it. Don't don't be stupid, man. Do not buy a gold chain because you're not going to get the same money that it's worth. It's different if you're buying a gold bar, right? It's a different story, right? And especially depends on the type of gold chain, too. That's another thing. Um, you know, if, if you got, like, some custom gold, like, let's say you got an Uzi, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you got some like stupid gold chain, like eh, I don't know, you know, you know what I mean. So just be careful. Kyle Osborne, he says, how do you feel about SBA loans offer for small businesses and sole proprietors? Da, 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 da. Barbers, uh, it's not bad if you can get it forgiven, like they were kind of saying. If if they really truly will forgive it. Now, what's funny is I heard in the next stimulus package they're thinking about this is just a proposal, so don't get your your hopes up. Uh, but this is just talk. They were talking about potentially. They were talking about potentially having, if people got like less than a hundred or no, if they got no more than a hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar PPP loan, they were going to be automatically forgiven. So I, I don't know if any of that is true, but that it's actually funny. The SBA called me last week because I put in an application, but I never actually accepted the offer because they were like, hey, you've been approved. And I was just like, eh. I was like, man, I don't want to take this loan because I'm just like, I'm not like, I was just like, dude, I, I don't want to take the gamble on if this money is going to be forgiven or not. And I was like, all for a thousand dollars, potentially, I was like, I can easily make a thousand dollars. So I was just like, nah. No, thanks. You can give the money to the next person. So DB says, uh, yes, a lot of opportunities. Netflix was definitely one I missed out on. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of stocks people missed out on, you know, like Zoom. You know, that stock shot up uh, crazy during the pandemic. I mean, like so many. I mean, like Tesla. I mean, like everyone's pissed off they didn't invest in Tesla. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was I'm one of them because I actually had Tesla was one of my targets uh, during I think it was like in March when it was in the threes and I was greedy as hell, so greedy. And I was telling myself if Tesla, I was out, you know, and this is why you got to be careful and just be disciplined, which I guess you could say this part of the discipline bit me in the ass because I told myself, I was like, all right, if Tesla goes in the twos, I'm buying it for sure. <laughs> now we, of course we know Tesla in March never hit the twos and it just went straight up bazooka style. And now shame on me, right? Because, oh boy, oh boy, I wish I would have bought Tesla. It, oh, my goodness. In the threes. And you know what's funny? I'm going to say this, too, because I remember I was on YouTube Barber Academy. Mr. Eddie Barber, I was on his his show on a Saturday. And actually, Ant the Barber on YouTube, so go subscribe to Ant. He was on as well. And Ant was asking me about the stock market. And I was telling him, I was like, hey, man, I was like, dude, shoot, invest in Tesla because Ant was looking to get into it, which he didn't, which I still think Ant is making a mistake on not investing. But I told Ant, I was like, yo, just invest in Tesla. This is when Tesla was at 800. And I remember YouTube Barber Academy, Eddie was like, it's like, what? Like, man, Tesla's in the 800s. He's like, you're going to invest in this company there in the 800s. Now look at Tesla. They're in what, like the 1600s? 
Hold on. Let, let me look. What is Tesla at right now? I think Tesla's like 1600. They got up to even 700 or 1700. Yeah, 1657. Oh my goodness. Tesla is up 4% after hours. <laughs> this is just crazy, man. And they just had their earnings call today, Tesla, and they beat earnings. So imagine what Tesla's shares are going to do tomorrow when the market opens. Because like I say, Tesla, they had their earnings calls. Actually, a lot of companies had their earnings calls uh, today or not really today, but this week, a lot of uh, companies have been coming out with earnings like Coca-Cola earnings down, which I own some Coca-Cola, but down. Right. Uh, another company that I'm interested in, I'm not going to mention their name, but their earnings were up. A lot of uh, companies, surprisingly, uh, were up. So I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what happens uh, with Tesla tomorrow. I know they're probably going to cross 1700 tomorrow. I can pretty much bet on that one. <laughs> Tesla's going to cross over uh, tomorrow, okay? Emil says, do I recommend buying a $600 gold chain that I like? And then somehow I don't. Nah, dude. Okay. The, the, nah, don't do it, bro. Trust me, don't do it. Emil, listen to me, man. Invest your money in smart things, smart assets, okay? Don't do that, man. Don't do that. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I appreciate everyone for watching um, um, the podcast. I'll see you guys next week. It's been real. I'm going to take my ass to sleep. It's been a long day. I uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Next week, we're actually cl coming close to episode 100. I don't think this is episode 100, but I think maybe in the next week or two, we're going to be at episode 100. So who knows? Let's see what happens with episode 100. But enjoy everything, guys. I hope, please listen to the words that I said in this podcast. If you are just tuning in, go back and listen to it and listen to all the stuff I say about investing, being smart with your money, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's been your man. I do a signing out. I'll holla. <laughs>